0: Good afternoon, today I'm talking to Laura Thomas. Hiya Laura, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us why you're here? Hi,
1: so my name is Laura Thomas um, and I'm here to share my book Falling Gracefully with you, which is the second book in my series, um, The Band of Sisters. Uh, The first one being Wednesday's Child, but this one's Falling Gracefully and Follows the Life of Rachel. And when's it out? Um, It's actually out now. Um, It was released a couple of weeks ago. So it's out there in
0: the world. It's on Amazon, um, Google, and Kobo at the minute. Um, And do you want to give everyone a brief overview of what it's about? Yes, so Rachel,
1: um, for those of you who've read Wednesday's Child, you'll have an idea of who Rachel is. But Rachel is basically, um, she's born into um, the world of society. She's the daughter of an earl brought up in India. Um, and the book starts on her return back to London. So she um, it follows her debut at court as an 18-year-old. Um, up until this point, she's never really had a family around her. She doesn't really have any friends. So she's sort of thrown into the world of society and taken on um, by the Mitford family. Um, Many of you know who the Mitford family are, the notorious Mitford sisters. Um, And under their guidance, she sort of becomes an honorary part of their family. And she explores the world of friends and family. Um, As you can imagine, it's quite unconventional since she's part of the Mitford um, and she formed a very strong friendship stroke bond with the Prince of Wales at the time. So it basically follows her life, um, her journey. She spends time in Germany um, in the early 30s. So you can imagine it's quite, you know, the world of CD cabaret and um, her basically her life up until um 1936 so it explores London society um the wrong side of London society um the world that isn't really publicized very much except for in books so yeah it's basically following her life and how she develops friendship family and her little escapades with the Prince of Wales
0: (laughs) awesome um so the Wednesday's Child was um, based partly on your grandmother's story, if I remember correctly. So it was. did you have to do more research for this one? Um I did. Um this one, because this was purely fictional, um, I had a bit more
1: fun with this one. Um so yeah, it was a lot of research. Um, firstly research in London society. And then, going back to the beginning and researching the bad side of London society, um, and what the rich and famous really got up to rather than what they wanted you to know they got up to. so yes, it was a lot more research,
0: but it was a lot more fun as well. And what's the most interesting thing you found out when doing that research? um I I was uh, all of it, to be honest.
1: I mean, researching the lives of the Mitford family um, was very interesting and the different dynamics of how the sisters are with each other and their places in society. But also doing a lot of research into the Prince of Wales. So it wasn't just, you know, what sort of person was he? It was researching where he was on what date type of thing to make sure it's correct in that way but also down to researching the input that he had into his his own fashion and his wardrobe and um, how he created his persona so it, it was really interesting seeing that side of things as well um, and of course 1930s Berlin I mean you can imagine just researching the world of cabaret it was all I could think of I just so wish I was there <laughs> yeah i wondered that (laughs) oh god yeah i'm looking through and reading through it and i'm thinking you know it sounded like the most amazing place to be but then also um towards the end of the book as well it also looks at the, the sudden change in berlin society so how they went from being free easy speaking very liberal um, one of the most liberal parts of the world really to all of a sudden becoming under nazi control and in the book, there are actually a few meetings where Rachel is introduced to um, uh, Hitler, as he as he is in the book, um, or oh, Adolf Hitler. So yeah, there's a few there's a few meetings there as well. So it's quite interesting to see. I've tried to do what I imagine his her first hand opinion would be of him. Um, but it's quite interesting to see the relationship that he actually had with the Prince of Wales um, and looking into it, it's not actually what most people, you know, most people think he's a Nazi sympathiser and things like that. But actually, when you dig deeper, um, it's very different. And it's not like that at all. So I've tried to explore that part of um, the Prince of Wales
0: in the book as well. Wow, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> very educational as well as fun I've tried to keep it as historically correct as possible so um
1: you know certain events that did take place and I've tried to put the Prince Wales in the right places at the right times um throughout it all so fingers crossed there is a little bit you know hopefully you could read the book and think actually I've learned
0: something Um, if you were given a choice to be a character in Wednesday's Child or this book which one would you choose? Rachel definitely (laughs) Rachel um I think
1: if you read if you've already read Wednesday's Child you've got an idea of Rachel in your head already however I think when you read this book I think if you then went on to read Wednesday's Child again you'd have a completely different picture of her um I've tried to Because I think in Wednesday's Child, she's quite aloof. She's quite mysterious. Um, When actually, when you read Falling Gracefully and you you read her story, you think, actually, oh, my God, she didn't have it easy at all. She, you know, she has basically carved her own way out in in the world. You think, yes, she she had money, she had privilege, but actually with that came a lot of, of ties. Um, and it was only once she cut those ties that she actually had freedom. So, yeah,
0: definitely, definitely Rachel. <laughs> um, you've got one more coming up of the last friend from Wednesday's child. Um, And then would you consider doing another one setting them in the future?
1: Um, I have actually been asked about this. Um, and it's something that... Um, Turning Tides is the story of Ruth and that's going to be out very soon hopefully um, I've yeah, I've been asked um, through researching all of the books especially Wednesday's Child I've got into contact with um, families that I never knew I had um, obviously if you read Wednesday's Child you know that she um, was given away Violet was abandoned basically and through all of this I've found that actually she had family out there and so i suppose that makes them my second cousin i've actually got into contact with a few of them who didn't even know my grandmother existed so they've sort of said yes we'd love to do we'd love to hear a bit more um and i'm actually going to be meeting them soon and they're going to be giving me some family history from the side of the family i never knew that i had so I think a follow-up book is definitely going to be on the cards. Um, how it's going to go, I'm not 100% sure yet, but I've got plenty of fascinating stories. And um, I'm thinking my dad was what it was a baby in um, Wednesday's child. So when he was 15, he actually joined the TA and then went into the Navy. So I'm thinking of setting it around that time um, and we can we can throw a few of his stories in there as well. Um, but what if you read, um, because Falling Gracefully finishes sort of 1936, um, Turning Tide, which is the next one, will be out. Uh, that sort of finishes 1942 and then Wednesday's Child is 46. And obviously the, the three stories, uh, com- you know, they intertwine. So I'm thinking maybe start from about 1950, something like that. So it's a completely fresh, clean
0: slate and see what fun we can have. Lots, I would imagine. I suppose it depends on the stories you get told as well.
1: Yeah, but I think um where especially turning tide takes you as well and you follow the story of Ruth Um, you I think you look back and you think you know you get different ideas of the characters so there's there's some loose ends as well that I can introduce into a a few so yeah I've got an idea of where it's going to go and which characters are going to make a comeback so yeah, it's going to be a case of watch this
0: today. Awesome. <laughs> um, have you? How have you managed to keep track of all the characters through the different books and the timelines? Um, lots of note
1: keeping. So I basically um had to go back through then and make a rough timeline. Um, and then as I sort of thought of events, I've had to research and find out which characters are where and um especially when it comes to this one falling gracefully because obviously you've got characters like the Prince of Wales and the Mitford family who I have introduced and um, so I you know say it's lots and lots of timelines and notebooks and note keeping and getting very very confused with it all but hopefully hopefully it's worked. So fingers <laughs> yeah. crossed. Yeah, hopefully when people read the book, they they'll think, oh yeah. And I, I obviously because the three stories intertwine, um, you have sort of got an inkling of what is going to happen in some respect. Not so much in this one, but in the next one. But how you get to that event, I am I hopefully you'll think, oh, actually that's not what I expected. So fingers crossed
0: it's worked. <laughs> So, do you have any ideas of what you'd like to write after the follow, perhaps follow up?
1: Um, I'm actually working on a couple. Um, I've got a 1920s sort of murder mystery. Well, not so much much, but like a Who Done It or What Happened type suspense book. Um, that's hopefully going to be out soon. And I've been working on. I I'm trying to push myself. Um. Obviously, I've sort of stuck with the sort of 1920s, 30s, 40s and um, with these three books. Um, but I really want to push myself um, as a writer. So I've got this one, which is obviously 1920s. But I've just finished um, a book called The Dove Cart, which is set in um, 1840 South Wales Valley before, before the coal boom. So... Um, It's actually the story of the cottage that I live in now, um, which has got a very, very rich history when it comes to mining and things. So I've tried to, with this one, it's not about the characters as much, but it's about the story of the house. Um, That will be out soon, hopefully, as well. And then I'm working on another one, which is going to be self-published, so I've got a bit more free reign over when this one's released, um, which is going to be called Poppy Jones is Coming Home. Um, And again, it's going to be set in the South Wales Valleys um, about a girl. It's present day. um, She's run away, basically, from life here in the Valleys uh, to the big city. She's living in London. But circumstances see her coming back for the first time in five years. And it's basically that story as it unravels. So hopefully that'll be out. Um, I'm aiming for the sort of later part of this year. So very different time period. Um, but I just wanted to push myself as a writer um, and push myself beyond my own comfort zone. So I, I think that's what I've managed to do.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. Busy, busy year then. <laughs> yeah. But... Writing keeps me sane, so
0: it's either that or just lose myself completely. Um, and are you planning on doing any festivals and anything when the world reopens? Um, I It's really difficult for
1: me health-wise. Um, I would love to and I'd love to say yes, I really want to come and do a few things and meet lots of new people. Um, unfortunately for me it's quite difficult I I never really know how I'm going to be on the day so I'm sort of I've got a few that I'm thinking I'd like to go to Um, but I think I'm going to try and do a few things locally first see, um, really see how that affects me Um, I'll probably be in bed for a week afterwards but there we go um and just try and take it from there but um hopefully next year once I've done a few things um I'll be able
0: to, to make more of a commitment to putting myself out there yeah I, I mean I'm not sure what's happening anyway I, I think some are a bit iffy aren't they, of whether they're going to go ahead so I think next year will yeah. be the year <laughs>
1: But then on the upside, at least it means I'm I'm throwing myself into my writing because I've got my um, second children's book just been released a few weeks ago as well. So I'm busy, busy, busy promoting that at the moment. So it's it's not such a bad thing, the world being locked down, because it's given me that time to, one, to actually get on top of writing, and two, to try and put the children's book out there and get that seen amongst the people that need to see it so yeah I'm not I'm not you know I'm
0: quite grateful for lockdown at the moment I guess it's easy now your kids are back at school and out the way as well oh yeah definitely
1: (laughs) glad to have them back in school and they are just as glad to be out of our way
0: so yeah (laughs) bless them (laughs) Um, and do you want to promote your children's book as well while you're here you may as well I can
1: do well the um the second like there's two so they're part of the Millie's adventures series uh the first one follows Millie she's an eight-year-old um she does gymnastics and she has um an injury breaks her ankle so she basically decides she you know she has it it deals with emotions, um the emotional side of um, an eight year old basically. Um, she's a young carer. It's based on my own daughter. We, we wrote the book together. So if she decides that because she's having a few um, emotional issues with going back to the gymnastics, she thinks, oh, I'm going to try cheerleading. And it basically follows her um, emotional roller coaster of um, her, um, her first season at cheerleading and how it helps her deal with her home life um, and life as a young carer so the second book is just released the first one is Chasing Rainbows the one that's just been released is called Twists and Turns and that follows uh, again it's it sort of um, an emotional follows the emotional roller coaster that our little nine and ten year olds have been going through Um, with dealing with school dealing with dealing with injury dealing with families um because as as is my own daughter the character has two families So she's got um her family that she lives with and then she's got um her father because her mother and father are separated um so she's got a whole other family so it's how it follows the interactions and the emotions that are attached to that as well um and then obviously covid hits as well so um there's a bit in there about how she dealt with um the ups and you know the, the world basically turning upside down so um they say it is written with my daughter um and it is based all on on her own experiences and we try to focus as much on the emotional side of things and I know most of the children that um, I have read it and I've had feedback from all of the parents have said all the kids they just said oh my god that's me they've all really been able to relate to you know not just the story but the emotions that is attached to each event because obviously kids feel things different to how we do So I've tried my best to address all of that in the two books as
0: well. Uh, uh, That must have been really special writing it with your daughter as well. Yeah, the first
1: sorry, my phone (laughs) just did something there. Um so yeah, the first book started off as. I was really poorly in bed and it was just something for the two of us to do together. Um, and then it just, I thought, oh, you know, I, I see about putting it out there anyway, it was out in the world and it was received really well. And so many parents were like, Oh my God, when we, do, when's the next one going to come out? It was like, Oh, okay. I best write another one. So I did. So yeah, doing it together. And it's been really good to understand her thoughts and emotions on things as well so it's been it's been a very valuable experience as a parent as well as as an author
0: so yeah it's been it's been really good have you given her the writing bug now does she want to be an author when she's older oh no she's happy to promote (laughs) (laughs) she
1: she's um she's happy to tell the story if somebody else is writing it so she's happy living her best life and then coming home and telling me all about it.
0: Sounds actually the best way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yes. And she's definitely out there living her best life at the moment. For a little 12 year old, she's she's doing her best.
0: <laughs> no, no jealousy for these kids living there. Oh, I know. <laughs> she has a better social life than any of us. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. My grandparents have a better social life than I do. It's very depressing. Oh, I'm looking forward to the kids being 18. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to travel the world. Where's the first place you would go?
1: Um, I've been to quite a few places already. I, I really want to go back to sort of Indonesia. Um, That's, that's my big love. I love the Far East. Uh, I love everything about it. I love their culture. So that's going to be, um, we're hoping actually to go back there again soon. Um, but yeah,
0: I, I, I could live out there. I really could. I love the Far East. Um, and would you ever consider writing any books based on that? You know what? I
1: probably would. But if I was to write books, I'd have to go and spend a bit more time out there. So I think that could be a very, very good idea.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> I mean, research is so important. and well, how better exactly. than... yeah. Without
1: research, there is no book.
0: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, so would you like to write any more children's books as well, now that you've got the two out there?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm working on the third one in the Millie's Adventure series. Um, which are, say, have been very well received, especially amongst gym mums, dance mums, cheer mums. And um, I know quite a few of the parents have actually read it and they've sort of said, oh, God, I really enjoyed that. So, yeah, definitely working on the next one of those. Um, my son really wants to work, write a book. He's just turned 10. So I think when I've finished everything that i sort of got going on at the moment i think i'm going to sit down with him um because he's got a few ideas so i think maybe
0: we'll do something together just the two of us oh that's amazing i know um Um, another author that's um writing a book with his uh, daughter as well i think that he started during lockdown um but i think long
1: (laughs) i think if you're gonna connect with children you really need a child's input because I think when you get to, well, I think as soon as you get to sort of late teens, you forget everything that you've felt and experienced. Um, in many, you know, that that connection is lost. Um, because I say I, I thought I was quite with it. I thought I was, you know, quite down with the young people, so to speak. <laughs> no. you know, I every day is a learning lesson with, um, with my kids. So. I mean, how I thought they would have reacted to COVID and the whole world pandemic in the first place. um, You know, and I'm thinking, you know, really difficult time for them. And my daughter was like, no, not really. Didn't bother me. Wasn't, wasn't interested. You no, know, it's time off school. Great. And I'm thinking, well, hang on. That is not how I thought that it would affect kids. Yeah, it has. I know lots of children have suffered mentally and emotionally and my kids you know I, I'm i very lucky my kids do speak to me about their mental health and how they're feeling and, the, and things like that so but the, the discussions we've had they've always surprised me it's always been not you know they, they sort of come out with things the things that they struggle with the most and not the things that I thought they would be struggling with so I think definitely when you when you if you're writing the books for kids It's definitely so much easier writing it
0: with a child. I have a child in tow. (laughs) Um, Have you managed to read much recently?
1: Um, Yeah, I try and do. um, When I start a new um, sort of book um, or a different time period, I do try and do a bit of reading so that I can just try and get into that mind frame if that makes sense um so yeah I've read a couple of of my old favorites recently um just to try and sort of get get in the right frame of mind
0: um and is there um anything you're planning on doing once the the world is open again do you have any particular plans or
1: um i don't know i'll check my daughter's diary on that one um we've just been told that she's going to be competing in seven weeks i think it is in bournemouth so we've got a trick to bournemouth book ready for you know first cheer cheer competition in a long time um and then we're off to Skegness to meet some family, the, um, the family that I never knew I had. Um, and I really want to try and fit a holiday in. But between gymnastics and cheer training and competitions and school, I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I think in a couple of weeks time, if you ask me that question again, I'll be looking forward to sitting down, stopping and having a rest.
0: it sounds sounds like you need that yeah are your rules different to ours if if when's your freedom I think you're still slightly more restricted
1: yeah we're I think we're a little bit behind um I think this week has been the first week that we've been allowed um a little bit more freedom um but we still can't have um I think you can't go into pubs and... uh, No, I think this is the first week you can actually go and eat in a restaurant. So I don't know if that's different with yourselves. But I know we were behind um, because my daughter was off school from December until after the Easter holidays. So I know, like, our lockdowns have been a lot longer than everywhere else. Um, But to be honest, I think when if you have a look it's just the world has gone as soon as there was a little bit of freedom the world went crazy so yeah I I think we're still slightly behind in many things um but I just try not to listen to be honest I just keep my own little bubble and let the world just battle it out amongst themselves
0: yeah best way I think you're the same actually I think it was only monday that we were allowed into restaurants and pubs properly so yeah i don't right. think it's that different
1: yeah i mean i know um we had um not until recently complete travel bans so you couldn't come into or go outside of wales so it was like if you're english you weren't coming in which was <laughs> quite offensive to an english person but um, yeah, so we we've had things like total bans where you you cannot travel across the border. Um, you've not been allowed to travel within um out of, outside of your little county. So we've been we have been really restricted. But fingers crossed, all of that starting to really relax now, and things are starting to get back to some sort of a new normal. Yeah,
0: definitely yeah it would be nice I think maybe I'm not sure still <laughs> I'm happy just being in my own little bubble so the world can do what it wants yeah absolutely especially people wearing masks and stuff oh. <laughs> oh yeah 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 really annoys me anyway <laughs> um I don't think I have any more questions unless you think there's anything I haven't asked yet. No, I don't think so. I think we've covered everything, haven't we? <laughs> I think I've spoke a lot, yes. Yeah. Good, that's how I like it. I'd ready bow with you and ask you any horrible questions. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I thought you might, yeah. I'd be <laughs> nice today. Next time, though, <laughs> you're going to get them all.
1: <laughs> yeah, you said that last
0: time. <laughs> I think I feel nice. Maybe. Or maybe you're too nice and I just don't want to be mean. Well, I'd <laughs> like to think it's that one. <laughs> we'll stick for that then. Um, <laughs> do you have um, your book cover to hand or anything? Or I, Do you know what? I haven't. That was a bit too forward thinking for me. So do you just want to remind people of the title and where they can buy it? Yeah. So it's
1: Falling Gracefully. Um, I'm sure Donna will be very kind enough to put a picture of the front cover-up for me. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's available on Amazon and it's on Google and Kobo at the moment. So please give it a read. It's, on, it's free on Kindle Unlimited as well. So if you've got Kindle Unlimited, please, please download
0: it and let me know what you think. Yep, and as someone that's read Wednesday's Child, I'm very much looking forward to reading it when I get somewhere through my TBR and I will let you know what I think of it. But I know already that I love it, so it's fine. Wow, thank you. Thank you.